This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, May 31st. Corey, another full day of section baseball and softball, huh? Uh, I mean, it was fuller for you than it was for me. Let's start with the Section 5A softball tournament yesterday. Well, Monaga and Malax went at it for the third time in the last basically calendar year as uh, the matchup of last year's subsection or uh, last year's section semifinal and then last year's section 5A final. Monaga won both of those games and then the Malax Raiders got the better of the Braves. They got a run in the bottom of the first. Malax then got three runs in the bottom of the second and then the Braves settled down a little bit uh, on the pitching and defensive side and then they threw about four shutout innings in a row uh, and then in the Bottom of the sixth inning is when the at the top of the sixth inning, the Braves were able to get three runs. So all of a sudden, it was a four to three game going into the bottom of the sixth inning. And Malax in that inning, uh, they kicked the ball around a little bit. They had some just kind of fluky plays not go their way, and and uh, you know the Braves were able to tack on three runs, and they made the most of that opportunity and thought, okay, this game is close. Monaga looks like they're going to make their kind of leap here. They're kind of starting to to pounce, and Malax they came into the dugout, and they just started chanting. They started screaming like basically they were still up by four uh, with one inning to go. So then they came on and added two extra in the bottom of the six to get it to 6 to uh 6 to 3 and the Braves would get another run and it would be 6-4 and that was the final score. So, uh really fun uh game and we're going to probably do it again because the Braves went into the elimination bracket, they won their way through and they're going to have another matchup with the Malax Raiders. Monaga will need to win twice to go to the state tournament, which should be another fun game. Believe that is set tomorrow in Pillager. So, yeah, after the 6-4 win by Malax yesterday, Monaga had to drop down into the elimination bracket where earlier in the day, Walker Hackensack Akeley had defeated Hinkley Finlayson by a score of 3-2. to two. So Monaga and Walker Hackensack Akeley played for the second time in this tournament with the Braves once again coming away with the victory 5-2. to two. Yeah, it sets up a 3-35 first pitch at Pillager tomorrow afternoon for a section championship like you mentioned CJ Monaga will have to win twice if they want to defend their section 5A title. Yeah, it should be another good one from Pillager, a nice setup there at the softball field and yeah, again, another good set of games on tap for the Braves and for the Raiders. At least we hope it's a couple games and the Monaga Braves can punch their ticket back to the state tournament, try and defend that 5A title. Uh, it's been a good kind of little mini rivalry, and I talked with both head coaches before the game. I said, kind of, what's the difference this year uh, compared to last year? And they're like, well, we actually know who we're playing because just how section baseball and softball work, you can't really get film. It's hard to scout and try and see the other teams. So sometimes you're pretty much just coming in blind against some of these teams, and for them to at least have seen a little bit of each other and know just a little bit about what each team is trying to do, uh, it helps out a little bit. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, little kind of – mini rivalry so did they play in the section championship last year did they play just one game or two that was one game Monaga won the first game so if Monaga happens to win the first game here tomorrow uh it will force the fifth game against each other in two years that's more than conference opponents it sure is 
and with, with a lot more at stake. Yeah, which is uh, which is pretty wild. So cool. That is. Uh, we look forward to that. By the way, uh, we'll have coverage of that uh, tomorrow afternoon. All right. Excellent. You also then you had a weird doubleheader. It was an interesting doubleheader. You had yeah. a, a softball game in Pillager, and then you had to hightail it. Um, uh, into Wadena for six double A playoff baseball. What was the recap of that ball game? So this was a matchup between the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines. They were hosting Staples Motley Cardinals in a five twelve matchup. Wolverines the five, Cardinals the twelve, and really it was a lot closer than that because these two teams played each other just a couple weeks ago on May eighteenth, and it was the Wolverines who got a ten to eight victory, but it was four four halfway through the game. Then Staples got up 8-4. to four. The Wolverines had a six-run, sixth inning to take the lead in that regular season matchup. And it was close. Two teams were going at it. There was a little kind of rivalry bubbling there as well. And then they get a chance to play again. And the Wolverines, like they did in the first one, jumped out to an early lead. They got three. Uh, the Cardinals got a one nothing lead in the top of the first. Then the Wolverines got three in the bottom half of the inning to take a 3-1 lead. And then as the game went by, it was 4-4 in the fifth inning midway through the game. And, and around that point is when the Cardinals, uh, or excuse me, it was 4-3. The Wolverines were leading. And it eventually did get to 4-4. But then the Cardinals would tack on four more runs in that inning. It was a five-run inning to give them an 8-4 to four advantage. Wolverines would try and chip away at it, but it ended up being a 9-5 to five Staples-Motley win. And for both teams, neither one of them really probably got the start that they were hoping for out of their starting pitcher. And I don't mean that they necessarily pitched bad, but it just like the pitch count. They just weren't as efficient maybe as they wanted them to be because uh, both teams' starters didn't get through the fifth inning, and they really had to rely on their secondary options. And again, not that that's a bad thing, but in terms of looking down the tournament, you need as many people able to pitch as you can. So that'll that'll be kind of an interesting wrinkle to see, but Staples-Motley did get the upset win. They advanced to the double elimination tournament. They're playing tonight, and the Wolverine season comes to a close. That's a really interesting point about uh, about pitching, especially the way that 6AA tournament is set up. Uh, they go three days in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday is uh, is the setup of the first like three rounds of the of the tournament, and uh, with section tournaments being single elimination first round, then double elim past that, it is it's really really important. I mean, a it's important to win that game. Yeah, that's first and foremost. But secondly, man, if you can get your starters to just like hunker down and get through it <laughs> and go as deep as they possibly can, mm-hmm. ideally even throw in a complete game. Because either way, you're going to use – it's your ace, and you're going to use them to try to get that win. They're done for a week anyway. Um, but if you start if you start needing to dig into your second and third and, and whoever else pitchers to close out a game with the tournament set up like it is – Man, oh man, oh man! Does that that stretch your your uh, your pitching staff pretty thin pretty quickly? Um, with the win, Staples Motley does play tonight at Faber Field in St. Cloud. They'll take on the four seed in this tournament, Piers, 
Piers beats Sock Center nine to zero. Um, look forward to uh, going back to Wadena Deer Creek. Look forward to uh, this weekend. Um, Wolverines Weekly. I'm sure we'll get a nice conversation with. Uh, have you talked with Coach Umland yet about softball? And yeah, we recapped the season that in the was last, in the last one, so we'll hear from Coach Dykoff in in this Saturday's episode, which will be nice to hear. That two straight state tournaments for Wadena Deer Creek baseball. They're trying to go back for a third year in a row, which is borderline unprecedented. That doesn't happen very often, and in a very very hard section. I was talking with yes. Coach Dykoff before the game just about you know how tough that section is and I think he made the point of there's only a couple teams in that section with below 500 records and the Staples Motley Cardinals were one of them they're 9 and 11 on the season but they play a tough schedule and or tougher schedule and again just kind of goes to show you how how impressive that section six double A is, and then of course you have your peers, you have Albany, you have Melrose, some of these other historically good baseball programs. Uh, yeah, and and for a team like Staples Motley, who's gonna who's playing teams who are very well seated, you know their conference schedule is teams who are high seeds in the eight double A tournament, and eight double A is always loaded as well. So it's not like they were they were unprepared. Uh, very quickly, can I let you know who else is playing here? Yeah, tonight? let's do it. So there's some section baseball happening today uh, out of section five A. It's Bertha Hewitt Verndale at Sabika. Hey, I know those guys. Laporte is at Pine River Bacchus. Those are some 5A tournament games. 6AA tournament continues today in St. Cloud on both Faber and Putts Field. Uh, Piers versus Staples Motley on Faber. Pillager versus St. Cloud Cathedral on Puttsfield. Both of those games are, are scheduled. Those are the late games on the fields today. And then uh, we move to Section 8-4A. Because, um, well, there was a, a little bit of a schedule due to some of the storms that came through mm -hmm. sort of last night. Um, uh, Brainerd at Buffalo was suspended. It's actually going to restart today in, in Brainerd, okay? Uh, Brainerd mm -hmm. and Buffalo are going to play in Brainerd. And the reason they're doing that is because whoever wins that game has to hightail it to Bemidji to play again at 4.30. Oh, yuck. <laughs> so that's how that works out. Uh, Buffalo versus Brainerd, and then the winner will play Bemidji. Uh, that's happening today. There's also some section softball out of 6AA. It's Pequot Lakes versus Kimball area. And I believe that is an elimination game. So uh, more continues today. We will have more sections, softball and baseball, uh, on the docket tomorrow, of course. We'll have coverage of section softball, section championship softball tomorrow. And uh, really looking forward to our continued coverage. Speaking of continued coverage, Section 5A Baseball this afternoon and evening on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. Bertha Hewitt Verndale at Sabika. Bertha Hewitt Verndale went to Walker Hackensack Akeley and got a win last night. And their reward is the top-seeded Sabika Trojans. That's this evening. CJ will have that call, 445 pregame, 5 o'clock first pitch. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that baseball. Are you ready to throw some people under the bus, CJ? 
yeah, 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 yeah. Let's uh, not high school baseball, professional oh, baseball. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I can do that too. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. So uh, the Twins lost five to one yesterday. Uh, not ideal. Uh, once again, the Twins didn't pitch great. Uh, in this game against the Astros, but that'll happen. But still, all things considered, facing the defending world champs, only giving up five runs isn't the end of the world. Still, theoretically, could put you in a position to win. Unless, of course, your offense only scores one run. Here's manager Rocco Baldelli. I think we had some some at-bats that got us in good spots. We had some guys on base. We had some, uh, some opportunities coming into the plate with multiple people on. When you have that... I don't know how many times we had it today, but several. When you have that and you don't capitalize with a with a big swing or just keep that inning going, you're not going to score. And and you know they have good pitching; they really do. Everyone they throw at you is going to have something quality that they're throwing at you. So you got to put good swings on the ball and make good decisions. They force you to do that. We didn't do it the way we did it yesterday. We we did a good job of that yesterday. Today a little less so. Ah, so that's a a mishmash. Nothing of just saying. Uh... We didn't hit good. Well, it's it's interesting because he actually sounds fairly upbeat there. Like, he's very matter-of-fact almost. Mm-hmm. But you can hear it in there. There's a really great line in there where he says, I don't know how many times we had that happen today, but it was several. Yeah. Like, that's just a good little insight of where the team is at, um, where he thinks they're at, where we all know that they're at. The offense stinks. The offense stinks. And, Corey, is it time to blame uh, hitting coach David Popkins? He's 33 years old. He's so very young in terms of coaches. He's really his only coaching experience to this point has been the hitting coach of a high A team. And is it kind of the point of does this does he the Twins have had issues with runners in scoring position. They've had offensive issues now really since 2021. So this is the third season now they've had offensive issues. Is it is it the hitting coach or is there something else at play? Well, first of all, uh, we're entrusting Mary Poppins' brother to hit. Like we're just <laughs> giving them a spoonful of shit. Get out there and do your best there, kiddo. Um uh, I am almost always first to blame the players. Yeah. I'm almost always first to blame the players. Um, I think that's the case here. It is. It is. But let's let's. Can I put these in order for you? Sure. I'll blame the players first. Yeah. For stinking. Um, and it's been a tough stretch here now for a couple weeks at least. Pretty much the entire month of May. Right. A couple weeks is generous then, isn't it? <laughs> uh, secondly, I have talked about this Twins and their hitting for years. This is, sure, maybe the coaches, but this is a philosophy that seems to be intact now with this team. He mentioned we did, we weren't able to come up with that big swing or just keep the inning alive. When have the Twins in the last five years kept innings alive? By just slapping the ball around. They only do big swings. That's all they do is throw haymakers. Um, I, this is a philosophical thing that I just, um, I'm going to remain stubborn about. I don't believe in it. It's not working. It hasn't worked. Yeah. And then I'll blame the coaching because the coaching has, to, they're hired, the coaches are hired who then believe in that philosophy. If you're hired to make the team hit good and the team doesn't hit good, there's got to be some questions. Yeah, and if you can't talk good, you at least got to hit good. Yeah. All right, I got to go. There goes Corey. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, May 31st.